Hello and welcome to our podcast, Rise Up with Orion. Thank you so much for joining us. If you did not join our podcast from last month, um, we began our new series about the six sources of influence. So we are continuing to build upon that with our health coach, Christina B, who is joining me today to continue this series moving into the next sources of influence, which are social motivation and ability. So this is a great topic. I want to tell you a little bit about our expert today, Christina. She is an Orion Health Coach, a true expert in our field, um, holding a bachelor's in exercise and wellness. She's been with Orion for just over four years, um, helping people to find their passion and their potential um, and hopefully the ideal satisfaction in their lives by doing all of these great um, changes that she's helping people make to have, you know, the greatest success to reach their potential. Um, so Christina, thank you so much for joining us. Um, you, you are a great social agent of change. So I will hand it over to you to introduce our topic. Great. Thanks so much, Tara. I'm very excited to um, be on this podcast today um, and talk about the sources of influence. I want to do a quick recap. If you didn't have a chance to listen to last week's podcast, um, Megan S., another health coach, introduced a concept called the willpower, willpower trap. Now, uh, the willpower trap in summation is uh, basically us believing, um, and I say us because I'm, we're all in this together, I'm in this category as well, but all of us believing that our willpower, this some mythical, mystical sense of something is going to somehow and give us the strength to push past and make hard choices and make changes. Um, now the trap that we tend to fall in is when we rely on this willpower alone, we tend to not be successful or feel like we will fail or we do fail um, from when we are trying to make a change. Uh, now the beauty of recognizing this willpower trap um, is, is having these six sources of influence to support us. So if we put our willpower aside and utilize, it, utilize these influences in our lives, then we can be much more successful and all of a sudden it will feel like we have multitudes and tons and tons of willpower to our access. We'll just be more, that much more empowered to be successful. Um, and the influence that I want to address today is called social influence, social motivation and ability. Um, I'm really excited about this um, because there's so many social influences in our lives and uh, when we can put them on our side and help them work for us instead of against us, man, our world really opens up and our ability to achieve things can really um, just skyrocket. So Christina, when we're talking about the willpower trap, before you go into the different um, categories, I often think about kind of the angel and the devil, um, you know, yeah. that I think we all learn about when we're, when we're kids, you know, there's the devil on one side, and the angel on the other, and they are truly controlling our decisions. Um, and I think the willpower trap, a lot of the time, um, it really uses that metaphor for our decision making. And so we rarely think about, you know, when we're faced with, you know, some social mm -hmm. influences and how that can truly affect what that little angel or devil does in our life. 
Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. That's a great um, imagery, right? Of that, those either the angel or the devil, and somehow one of them is going to win out, and that's how we're going to magically make this decision. Um, but there's a lot of influences, um, and Megan S. touched on two uh, last time, and I will touch on two, and then there'll be another one that um, really, that's really what seems to create that equation for success. Um, and I guess I'm excited about this because it helps me kind of crack the code to help others. I just feel so frustrated and so defeated when I don't know how to help somebody gain motivation or find success. And to me, this is helping to crack that code of how to make that happen. Um, so social influence, there's two main categories of social influence. There are first our friends. Now, our friends aren't necessarily people that are close to us or acquaintances or family members or anything, but these are friends of change or change allies. Um, they help to keep us on the path to health, happiness, and success. They're going to encourage us, support us, and help us succeed with changes and with our goals. The second category are accomplices. Accomplices are, want, are those that are enabling or encouraging us to uh, behave in unwise and unhealthy ways. So first we have friends of change, change allies, and accomplices for unhealthy behaviors. Those are kind of helping us to continue on the path that we've always been on, <laughs> you know, uh, discouraging change. Christina, uh, so, based on yeah. the situation, can the same person fill both of those roles depending on what it is that, you know, we're being faced with? Absolutely. Yeah. People can really kind of go in and out of these two roles. Are there friends, a friend of change or an accomplice to unhealthy behavior? Not one person, rarely, because we're not really, st human beings aren't static. We're very dynamic. We, we change and we grow. We have the ability to be either either one, and people will probably naturally move in in, in and out of those um, different roles, um, just beyond just based on what's going on in their own lives. So, Do you think that it has to be an actual human being, someone that you know, interact with, and see in person, or can it be someone behind a screen or through social media? Oh, yeah, it definitely can be anyone. And that's kind of, I'm glad, glad you brought that up. That kind of uh, helps us dive into the types of accomplices, um, right? The not so obvious accomplices that um, they are the ones that we don't always see. Not, I mean, we can see them physically, right? But we can also see them through social media. We can see them through the news. We can see them through our community. Um, they are people who just kind of create a norm or create what feels comfortable. Um, so um, they, they just kind of create what seems acceptable, right? Um, what seems perfect, what seems normal. Um, a good example of this I, I find in, in the health realm or health world is, um, you know, around the holidays, we start to say that everybody is gaining weight, right? That, you know, someone over here and someone over here and this person in my family and this coworker, all of these groups of people from different areas of our lives, everyone on social media, they all just gain five to 10 pounds around the holidays, right? So when I start to gain five or 10 pounds around the holidays, 
that's not an unhealthy behavior, but it's normal. It just feels like I'm just following the group, right? Following everyone else. Um, or do I dare say the quarantine 15 exactly. rather than the holidays? It's been a year long battle yes. this year, I think. Yes, exactly. That's a great, right? That quarantine 15, you know, we kind of laugh it off and they, oh, ha, ha, it's just the quarantine 15. But for somebody who that's a true health concern for them and the real, really somebody who's struggling with that, if we, you know, that can be detrimental to pass that off as normal, you know? Um, so, so that's one example, you know, those, those who are, those are the not so obvious accomplices, those who are in our, our, who are in our sphere of influence, but are kind of one degree removed um, in their, in their physical connection with us and our relationships, you know. Um, it, I, I would also point out that they are people who maybe see our behavior and recognize that it's unhealthy, um, but they're silent about it. They don't really know how to talk to us about that behavior, you know. Um, so they're accomplices in a way, in any kind of a silent manner, right? Um, they kind of see us, maybe they, they know that we don't really want to gain weight or they know that we um, don't want to be smoking or don't want to continue a specific behavior or they know that it's unhealthy for us or making us unhappy, but they just don't say anything, right? They just keep letting it happen. Um, so there's, that's kind of that category of not so obvious. Now, going to the obvious ones, there are some very obvious people who are they are gaining, they are getting some sort of reward, whether it's a monetary reward or an excuse <laughs> for us continuing our behavior. So a good example for this is a waiter, right? A waiter at a restaurant is not, they're not there to support your health. They're there to make money. They're there to make a living. They're there to get tips. So the more you spend, the more tips they get, the more their restaurant thrives. So they're gonna encourage you to get dessert, to get a larger portion, to get one more cocktail, to get whatever, right? So that they can they can get more money. Well, and I have um, an example as well. When we yeah. moved into our neighborhood, you know, a number of years ago, there was this darling little old lady who was coming to welcome us to the neighborhood. And she brought this fantastic peach pie that she had made, I'm sure, with <laughs> many sticks of butter because it was delicious. Yes. And, you know, drops it off at the front door. And I mean, talk about the pressure um, of yes. that very obvious accomplice, but it was one of those where I was like, absolutely, I'm going to eat this. Thank you so much for welcoming us to the neighborhood. But again, it was faced. I was faced face to face with this, you know, accomplice, a very obvious one that was handing me an unhealthy behavior. And you darn well better believe we ate that whole thing. <laughs> Every <laughs> single bite. Amen. Right. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's a great thing. That, that, that wonderful neighbor, she was not there to, to sabotage your health or to knock you off course um, in, in purpose, right? That wasn't her purpose, but her, pur but her purpose was to welcome you, right? And, the greatest of intent. Right. She had such wonderful intentions. She's trying to be kind, but that doesn't necessarily always benefit her health, you know? unfortunately. Um, and I, I want to point out this other sub, you know, this other reason, there's another reason for the obvious accomplice. And that is they lose their excuse 
right? These are our drinking buddies, our ice creaming buddies, our spending buddies, all of these people who are also engaging in this behavior with you, but they maybe justify their behavior because you do it as well, because they spend time with you during that, that time, right? Um, whether it's a spouse, right? <laughs> or somebody like, you know, somebody like that who's saying, yeah, let's go, let's go do this behavior together. You're my excuse too. I don't want you to stop because I want that excuse to do that behavior as well. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's another, another important thing to kind of just, you know, be aware of. Um, then the last set of uh, accomplice or last category of accomplice is called the host. And this is very similar to an obvious accomplice. They are an obvious accomplice in the sense that they are, they're somebody that sets the agenda. I mean, if you think of a host of a party, you go to their house and they have set the menu, they've set the activity. They are the ones that are saying, this is what we're doing. I am inviting you to participate in this activity, right? Um, now, that can be detrimental if that happens over and over and over again, right? I think of an example that I've definitely seen in my own life where I grew up in a fairly, what I would say affluent area, but probably more of a keeping up with the Joneses affluent area, right? Everybody wanted to look that way because everyone around them looked that way. So if I wanted to hang out with friends, if I wanted to do anything, you went to the mall and you spent money, you went to a restaurant and you spent money, you went to the movies and you spent money. Those were the things to do growing up, you know? Um, even as like a 15 year old, I felt like I had to have money in order to participate because the host, whoever was determining the activity was saying, we need to spend money. Um, now, if you have the money to, to live up to that, that's fine. But if you're in debt, that's not necessarily a healthy behavior for you. Or if you are having very, very tight means. So and maybe those people that do have the money that really turn into the hosts, um, they exactly. turn in that into that main source of peer pressure. Um, yeah. I think a lot about technology again, because that's, you know, the way the world is being run nowadays, but the new, you know, iPhones, the new Android phones or your mm -hmm. watches or your wearable devices. I mean, there's so much of that now that it really guides so many conversations. You know, have you tried right. this app, this feature? And, you know, you do start to, to want and to yearn, you know, for mm -hmm. those things that maybe you have that peer pressure, you know, right. To, you feel like you that. have to have these things in order for, to participate in that conversation and that group. Um, you know, like sometimes even in the health world, you hear that, you know, you have to eat vegan, you have to eat organic, you have to have a smartwatch, you have to have something in order to participate. And so we just have to be, be aware of, um, that trap that we can fall into that maybe doesn't help our behavior, but hurt or help our desire change, but hurts it. Yeah, that's um, a great example of, you know, fad diets. That's a reason why yeah, it's a fad because it comes exactly. and goes. Right. For sure. Now we have, so those are all the accomplices. Those are all those situations, behaviors, people who are encouraging us along the unhealthy behaviors. Now you have your friends or your change allies, right? Now there's two categories of change allies. You have your coaches, those who are more of your, more of your professionals, right? Your health coach, your counselor, your specialist, your doctor, your dietitian, your whoever. They're the ones 
they know what the rules are. They're going to remind you of those rules. They're going to keep you accountable, watch your performance, right? Regular checkups, regular phone calls, and they're going to teach you how to succeed, right? They're, they're there that are going to help you and find those tools to beat that, to reach that goal, to make it. Um, and then you have your fans. And I hear, I, I, I think of those as your cheerleaders, right? They're the ones that are cheering you um, on, right? That they, they know you can do it. They've seen you accomplish hard things before. So they're going to remind you that you can make it, right? They're going to, they're not, they're going to help you pick yourself back up and move forward. And they, they're just cheering you on, reminding you that you've got this. I think the very best change ally, and Christina, tell me if I'm wrong, but I think a person may be able to fit into both the coach and the fan role. I think about our Orion health coaches, such as yourself. I feel like you really you juggle that balance, you know, to, you know, guide, but also pick them up and celebrate at the same time. Right. Yeah, I think a health coach is definitely in that role. And I don't want to, I mean, I love to, <laughs> to toot my own horn. Or toot Orion <laughs> I'm doing horn. it for you. I'm doing it for you. <laughs> <laughs> but, but really, um, you know, a health professional like that, like a health coach, that's, the, that's kind of that niche that they fill that sometimes certain health professionals just don't quite have the time or the means or the, the know-how to, to fulfill, right? They are there to... They know the rules, they're gonna remind you, and then they're gonna celebrate when you get there or when you have a hard day, they're gonna help you pick, pick it up and, and move forward. Um, and, and I think that's, that's a wonderful way to explain health coaching. You know, it's just that we're, we're your advocate, you know? We're not gonna just leave you hanging when it gets hard. We're gonna get into that mud with you and we're gonna, we're gonna walk out with you, you know? So. Um, I love that. And as an introspection tool for all of us, um, wouldn't it be great to be one of these people then yeah. for other people to look at us as an accomplished? So as kind of a, a self, you know, evaluation, um, are you being one or another of these things for other people? I think that's kind of a good way to think about this as well with some of your relationships. Are you falling into any, any of these roles? Um, right. You know, and I think there's another agent for change right there. For sure. And I think that's a great thing. Sometimes the only person truly can you control is yourself, right? And so I find when we recognize these habits and behaviors within ourselves, we start to, you know, and make those changes. If we start to become a friend for a change, those people that we want, you know, people that we want to be friends for change for us will start just kind of flock. It just, it just happens. They kind of come around us. They kind of want to be around us because we are encouraging them in making that change. We're not just going to let them off the hook because it gets hard, you know? <laughs> um, so, so yeah, for sure. You know, and, and, and these can be, now that we've kind of identified what these two influences can be, how do we make this work for us, right? These are great information. This is great information. What do I do with this, right? What do we, how do we make this work for us? So there, there's four ways that we can take these accomplices and these situations and our friends and hopefully make them, make them the friends and change allies that we want them to be, you know? So we were, we've been talking a lot about social media and this, this, oh, I can't think of the word now, I'm sorry, but just this 
sphere of influence, right, of social media and uh, the news and just kind of the community around us that create that norm. The first place to start is starting to redefine normal, right? Stop, kind of just stop saying that everybody's doing this, right? Stop, stop, you know, start, I guess we should start recognizing actually what that behavior actually is. Define that behavior as unhealthy, as dangerous, as unwise, you know? Start to say that, you know, having a few drinks too many is unhealthy, you know, for you. Start, start to define that um, treating somebody that way is not, it's dangerous, you know, it's not kind rather than normal. Uh, whatever the behavior is that we want to change, let's, let's really define it as what it is rather than just kind of sweeping it under the rug and calling it normal. Um, I think within social media as well, as many of us know this, and if you don't, then I hope that I am opening your eyes a little bit to it. But within social media, when people are posting personal things about themselves or their family, they're showing the shiny side of the coin. Yeah. You know, the great pictures of them or great adventures that they're having, you know, and everyone is all smiley and happy. You know, they rarely show that other unshiny side of the coin. Um, so again, to recognize that that shiny side isn't normal. Mm -hmm. That's just what they yeah. want you to see. Um, so again, always to think about that as you're defining normalcy um, or everybody, is it truly that way? So to question right. that a little bit. Right, absolutely. And on the converse side of that, on the flip side of that, I'm finding that social media is trying to actually also be a good friend of change and redefine normal. I see a lot of and maybe this is just on my feed, so I don't know what other people see, but I see a lot of ads and recognition for mental illness and disorders and things like depression and anxiety and trying to bring awareness so people understand and so we understand that that's, that's the normal. You know, depression, anxiety, and struggling with your emotions, that's normal. This perfect shiny side of the coin is not is not the norm, right? So there are opportunities for our sphere of influence to be both, right? And it's what we choose, how we choose to frame that and who we choose to kind of, um, you know, I can't think of the word jump in bed with or follow or mm -hmm. how you want to say that, but whoever we want to, to support, right? The ideas that we want to support. Um, you know, and then, you know, as we've been talking about this, sometimes we do have those obvious accomplices, that spouse that brings home the ice cream every day, that friend that's always asking us for a drink, that um, family member that's like, let's go spend money. And we need to talk with them and explain to them that we are trying to change. And we need to have what's called a transformation conversation of asking these well-intended friends who just want to spend time with us just want us to feel happy and feel better about ourselves, that what they're doing, the way they're acting, is not actually helping us towards our goal, but hurting us, you know, just talk to them about that. Now, I recognize that I say this, and it sounds simple on paper, but these conversations can be a bit scary. Um, you know, they're, they're a bit confrontational. So I do want to direct you to a wonderful resource and I'm going to direct you to this resource because this is a whole podcast in of itself, <laughs> but it's a, it's a book called Crucial Conversations. And this is a book that's been out for a, a bit. So hopefully you can find it at your local library or somewhere 
you don't necessarily have to buy it, but it's a great opportunity for you to learn, for all of us to learn how to have these in confrontational conversations, these high stakes conversations that come out the better for them and our relationships stronger rather than the worse. Um, so definitely want to encourage you if you're unsure or concerned about being successful these, with these transformation conversations. Again, crucial conversations. Is the really powering those conversations with kindness and empathy and, you know, rather than being defensive and, you know, argumentative, you know, to have really that power behind it, you know, to, to get on the same page. Yeah. And as I said, powered by kindness, which we need so much of in the world right now. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's the beauty of these, of this type of conversation. It's not out to to tear people down or destroy people, but out of love and out of uh, kindness of, we want to get, we want, I want you in my life and I want you to help me and you, I want to help you. How can we get here? How can we get there together rather than me trying to do this by myself, you know, and feeling, feeling defeated. Um, so the, the next two ways to make, make this work for you kind of go hand, they, they, I feel like they kind of go hand in hand or very parallel to each other. The first one is just adding new friends, you know, finding that support group, those people who are trying to make that same change or who are willing to um, support you in those changes, you know? So that's why these things like AA meetings and Weight Watchers and exercise classes, and all of these things, that's why they work, because you are starting to create friends who are also in the, on the journey with you. Um, they are willing to support you, and they, they want to do it with you, you know. Um, and as you, I, I find as you do this, that naturally the second thing happens that you start to just distance yourselves that from those who are unwilling to support you. They really, not, not only do they want to continue the behavior themselves, but they want, to continue, they want you to continue it with them. They're not willing to support you in making that change, unfortunately. There, it's far and few between, but every once in a while you'll have a person that's just not quite ready for that. Now, Fortunately, this tends to happen rather, rather naturally that we tend to distance ourselves from them because we won't really have much in common with them anymore. If we're not drinking anymore, we're not going to really hang out with those who drink, you know. If we're um, choosing to eat at healthy restaurants, then those friends who are always frequent, frequenting those restaurants that are unhealthy probably just won't find as much connection with them anymore. Um, so it tends to happen more naturally. We don't have to have this grand old conversation of saying you, you're not in my life anymore, but it's more of a natural process. And I think the transformation conversations, those are happening with those that you want to keep in your circle. Exactly. Um, you know, and, and yeah. fortunately, unfortunately, you know, those that are kind of going in a different direction, a lot of the time the conversations don't happen. You just grow apart. And I think that's okay. Right. And we need to know that that is okay from a social well-being standpoint. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's the idea is that as we, the more we become something, and the less we become of something else, those who are like what we are becoming will be surround will surround us will will be around us, you know, um, I, I, just to kind of support all that we've been talking about, you know, I remember a motivational speaker saying something like, 
um, you know, the five closest people around us are those who we become. And um, so I want to encourage you, even if you're a little unsure about being successful with your goals, maybe seeking out those friends of change to begin with might help just to make that, that change that much more successful and feel that much easier for you. Um, you know, seeking out somebody who is also making changes in their own lives for the better doesn't even have to be the same change, but who are doing that will help to empower you uh, to do the same. So. And it'll combat the plague of loneliness that I think is trending in the world right now as well. Having that, having anyone really, you know, but hopefully they're the change allies that are on our side. It'll combat that. Unfortunately, the the plague of loneliness that we're all yeah. kind of living in right now. So I think that's so great. And as a health coach, there's no better person to talk about that. Yeah. And so if you're a little unsure about this, you know, again, a plug, if you're unsure about how to have these conversations, how to redefine the normal, what it, whatever it is, if, if a scenario or a situation has come to mind and you would like a little support, reach out to a health coach, reach out to Orion, reach out to your doctor, reach out to a counselor and talk about it with them. You know, again, find, like Tara was saying, you don't have to do this alone. You know, I think we can choose to be not lonely. <laughs> this is the idea. We can choose to have that support. And there's, there are people who want to be here for you. I say that with the most optimism, because I know I'm one of those people that I just want some, I want the people I work with to succeed so much with what they want that I will talk with them and go through them any about anything, you know? So I, I do know that there are people out there, whether it's your friend or a professional who's, who's willing to do it with you. So don't, don't be lonely. You don't have to be. There's somebody, there's somebody that's wanting to, to be there with you. So great. Thank you so, so much, Christina, for your expertise and being that change ally that, you know, is available to, you know, all of us that work with you. So we, we love for that. Sure. Um, so just to conclude this podcast for this week, again, this is the second installment of this series about the six sources of influence. Next month, we will be dropping a new podcast um, concluding our series, and that'll be focusing on structural, structural motivation and ability. Um, so please join us next month. We're excited that you've joined us for this podcast. Thank you again, Christina. Thank and you. we hope that everyone enjoyed this month's episode. Have a great day.